Biggest mistake of my life. Biggest mistake of my life. Biggest mistake of my life. Yeah, yeah, we do. I think you need those billboards across America. Miss me yet? With a sign of you with thumbs up. I mean, look Uh, at this hapless uh, guy we have in the White House now. He's trying to take credit for all of your stuff, too, the vaccine. But I'll get to that in a few minutes. I actually got a text about that today from uh, John Sununu. He's like, listen, don't let Joe Biden, when you're in your appearances, get away with taking credit for President Trump's work on the vaccine. Uh, He sent that to me in a text. I promised I'd bring it up. John is great. He is. Biggest mistake of my life. I just should have waited. I thought to myself at the time, I even told Guy, I said, you know, there's no doubt I feel like this was created and that this virus in a lab in Wuhan, China. I have little doubt about that. And I figured, you know, I'd rather take my chances with something we created than something they created. Remember when I told you that, Guy? He's like, listen, don't let Joe Biden, when you're in your appearances, get away with taking credit for President Trump's work on the vaccine. Biggest mistake of my life. Biggest mistake of my life. Biggest mistake of my life. It's really the most troubling minute 20 seconds I've had to listen to in a long time because I'm scared of what's coming. I had it a little while ago and I'm afraid it's the repercussions of this for a lot of people have not been felt. Here, check this out. To neurodegen- What's going on, everybody? So I just wanted to respond to Dan Bongino responding to me on his show. He mentioned my Twitter account. He falsely said I was a liberal or a leftist because he probably just thinks anybody who disagrees with him must be left wing. And I- I'm not mad at it. I'm not upset. I'm not emotional. Nothing he said was off limits or not fair game. It's absolutely fair game. I just want to let people know I think that Dan is a cool guy when it comes to being like Secret Service. I think that's a really cool you know, honorable patriotic job. And I have nothing against him personally. And I'm not even remotely bothered by what he said. But what I wanted to do is use this time to really show people a few things. One, why just making fun of the left all time all the time doesn't make sense if you play the same games as them. That's the whole point of the, the tweet. And I'll show you what he said. And then also, I wanted to show that, uh, you know, he said that getting the vaccine was the biggest mistake of his life. Like everyone always talks about mandates, right? They're like, well, if you if, if it's not mandated, and it's like, listen, the Democrats mandated the vaccine harder than the right did. And there's a special place in hell for them for that. But fentanyl is not mandated, but that doesn't mean there's no corruption there. Opioids were never mandated. That doesn't mean there's no corruption there. Pfizer has had criminal lawsuits of uh, settlements of like millions or billions of dollars. And, you know, that wasn't because of a mandate. Like just because mandate is one topic doesn't mean everything else is just perfect because there's no mandates. That's like the false paradigm people are playing in. And I just wanted to bring up the point that Dan Bongino says that getting the Trump vaccine was the biggest mistake of his life. He played Tucker Carlson talking about injuries. I don't even know if I could talk about that on this thing because Facebook and YouTube are like communist pharmaceutical compromised platforms. But it's like he doesn't think the product is a good product. Like it, outside of the mandates, he said multiple times, like he it's the biggest mistake of his life is injecting that product into his body. Yet when he has Trump on his show, not only does he not confront Trump about it, but he actually eggs Trump on to take more credit for it. And it just intellectually or authentically makes zero sense. So I'm just going to use this as a platform to respond, point that out and topic talk about topics that are even bigger than me and Dan. And hopefully we can create a more honorable society so we don't face stuff like this. So I'm excited for this show. Got a lot of stuff, a lot of clips and a lot of points to make. Dreamer podcast starts now. Thank you so much for being here and joining me. I appreciate you. It's the Dream Rare Podcast. Welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. 
What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dreamware Podcast. Just making sure the comments are good because I'm not going to be reading them. I have a lot of stuff to talk about. And uh, yeah, we're going to get into it. And then I want to play the compilation of Dan complaining about the vaccine and how it's the biggest mistake of his life, yet simultaneously sucking up to Trump like a kid in a candy store, acting like it's so amazing, even though he doesn't even really think that. So fascinating stuff. But first, I'll play you the clip of uh, how he talked about me on his show. Uh, he mentioned me because I tweeted at him and I'll explain that. But then I want to get into two concepts and we'll get into the vaccine stuff. So here, somebody recorded this. Sorry, it's a weird recording, but they said, yo, Dan Dan mentioned you uh, on, on his radio show. And I was like, do you, have pr do you have proof of it? And here's what he said. He called me like a lip a leftist and I have my uh, my lips on their butt or something. I, I don't know. Uh, but I'll explain why he even did that because I did start it. I'm not going to lie. And I'm not mad that he responded. I'm actually glad. Of my just concerned with leftist violence. Notice he ignores the fact that in the show I'm actually quoting leftists. So I quote tweeted him and said, Sure, you tune in here. Here's a link. You can listen yourself. I think people would be surprised to learn that the leftist citing my show as quote having a normal one is actually a series of quotations from people he's got his lips surgically attached to the ass of. Check it out yourself. Thanks for the free advertisement, bro. Appreciate it. Hey, traditional media is crumbling. Why? Because they're hiding something. Something big. I know it's confusing, but I posted this on Twitter. It's two of it, it's two of his podcasts in a row. It says silent signs of violence are everywhere. The threat is real, and this is who's driving it, right? This is like, you know, aggr aggressive titles where Dan's always like yelling and he's upset and he's cursing and he's like, signs of violence, the threat is real, the left. And I posted it and I just said, um, you know, Dan Bongino's having a normal one. And uh, he responded to it and thought I was like a liberal or something where he's like, oh, and it's like, I'm just it's just I know, like, it's no joke what he's talking about. But I just thought it was funny that his like headlines were like so aggressive and violence, violence. And it's like I'm not saying none exists. I just thought it was funny. Anyway, before I talk about the stuff that I want to, there's two points that I think I can make right now that are more important than me, him or anything I'm going to say about this other stuff, although it is important too. I'm going to look at the NFL, and this shows you that it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican if you're a coward and you play the same games as the other side, okay? I did the math. There's 32 teams in the NFL. Each team has over 50 players. That means there's over 1,500 people in the NFL. When they did mandates and when they were uh, discriminating against unvaccinated and they wouldn't let you use the same gym and you had to sit in your hotel room and they had crazy insane i would say slavery like policies in order to abuse and discriminate and really bully and hold for ransom unvaccinated players out of a thousand five hundred people in the nfl right a thousand five hundred there's over i only know of two nfl players who spoke out about it aaron Rodgers, cole beasley okay aaron Rodgers, rich famous successful one of the best has leverage but also has a lot of money to lose cole beasley third string wide receiver doesn't make as much money as Aaron Rodgers. You could play it both ways and say, oh, if I was Aaron Rodgers, I'd stay quiet to make a lot of money. Or if I was Cole Beasley, I'd stay quiet because you know I need the money. But either way, that shows you one guy and one guy that spoke out because it was the right thing to do, right? They knew what was going on with the mandates and the, and the uh, NFL policies for the vaccinated and the unvaccinated were insane. Why did only two players out of 1,500 speak out? Do you think only two players were Republican? It's impossible. In fact, 
I don't even know that Aaron Rodgers is a Republican. He's just an honest guy who knows a lot about this topic. So that just shows you that less than 1% of men, when push comes to shove, and keep in mind, NFL are some of the strongest men in our country. They're supposed to be the warriors of America. And only two of them spoke out about this stuff. I would guarantee that at least 30% of the NFL is a registered Republican, maybe 20%, maybe 40 or 50%. I don't know. Let's just say it's 20% on the lowest ends. That's still less than the Republicans in uh, the NFL. Why did only two people speak up? So the point that I'm trying to make with this is it doesn't matter whether you're registered Republican or Democrat or you vote for Trump or you vote for Hillary. There's obviously going to be pros and cons to both. And especially voting for Trump, you're going to get some other things. But if only less than 1% of men, and especially the strong men in society, stand up for what's right, it doesn't matter if you wear an elephant pin, and it doesn't matter if you're a registered Republican, and, and it doesn't matter if you slobber over Trump's boots. If you're not a man when it matters, then who cares? And that just shows you, even Jokovic, I could use that a, a example in, the, in a tennis, right? He's the only player that spoke up. He's the only player that rejected it. You think he's the only player that felt that way? Of course not. But we live in a world full of cowards. We live in a country full of cowards. Less than 1% of men stand up, but 50% of men show up for an election and they wear pins and they wear hats and they yell at you and say, Anomaly, you don't understand. I like Trump or I hate Trump. And they just live vicariously through a politician. But it doesn't matter when less than 1% of people stand up. And I think the NFL is the perfect example of how the strongest men in society, probably hundreds of them registered Republicans, were nowhere to be found when their country needed them. Cowards. I don't care how famous or rich or, or strong they are. Cowards. Weak cowards. Okay. Now I want to move to another concept. This is called, how can you be ahead of the curve, right? How can you know things, I'm not going to say in the future, but how can you predict political trends? It's kind of like how Congress predicts political trends. They create the trends and then they own the stock. It's like, whoa, how did I make so much money in the stock market? Well, they control the government, which makes the laws, which changes businesses, so they're able to predict the stock market because they're creating the rules. That's why they have such a great track record of cashing out on all the things that they're being lobbied for. Um, it's the same thing as politics. I want to just show you an example of something that Dan got massively wrong, that I got massively right. And I'm not saying this to rub it in Dan's face or to rub it in your face. I'm telling people this so we can learn from our mistakes and actually see ahead of the curve instead of running circles. The reason that Dan got the vaccine and said it was the biggest mistake of his life and the reason that I didn't and I told my audience the truth the entire year is because Dan runs circles around Donald Trump. What Dan thinks is Wuhan, flu, America, you know what I'm saying, America versus China. He admits that's why he got the vaccine. Of course, he had pressure for his doctor and he was sick, but he admits that it ultimately came down to him thinking that America is better than China because the lab came from China or the virus came from China and the vaccines came from America and he's friends with Trump and Trump's in on the vaccine. So he thought it would be a better idea. And he's playing checkers. I'm playing chess. I'm not running circles around the politician. I'm looking at the data. I'm looking at the truth. I'm looking at the legislation passed. And when I talk about legislation passed, people say I have Trump derangement syndrome or whatever. It's like they can't understand that politics isn't a Kardashian show. So when I'm three years ahead on a topic and I know mandatory vaccines are coming in 2019 when they don't even know about a vaccine and it's 2021, there's a reason for that. I'm not bragging and saying I'm so special. I'm telling you how to be ahead of the curve. If you act like Dan Bongino and just lick Trump's boots and run circles around Trump, 
you're going to be right a lot and you're going to be wrong a lot. But if you study the trends, the executive orders and the policies being passed by both parties, uh, then you can be ahead of the curve. And I want to show you how it has real life consequences. I mean, you know, here's Dan explaining why he got the, the vaccine, which makes absolutely no sense. It's just he thinks of everything between left versus right. Like he thought I was left wing just because I disagreed with him. Like, oh, the left, the left, the left, the left. And yet he's like, oh, why did I get the vaccine? The left. It's because everything is not left versus right. And everything is not Trump versus anti-Trump. You have to use the brain that God gave you and actually crunch numbers and information on your own if you want to be three years ahead of the curve. If you want to get something and then regret it, then, then you just run circles around politicians. So I'll just show you real quick. I just should have waited. I thought to myself at the time, I even told Guy, I said, you know, there's no doubt I feel like this was created in a, this virus in a lab in Wuhan, China. I have little doubt about that. And I figured, you know, I'd rather take my chances with something we created than something they created. Remember when I told you that, Guy? So that's, that was his logic of why he took it. I'd rather take something we created than they created. I said this in 2019, before the pandemic, I said medical freedom's under attack right now. Unfortunately, most conservatives don't care and most liberals don't realize universal health care means total control over the health industry, which will soon include mandatory injections if both sides sleep. Of course, I tweeted a bunch that I didn't want to get it, but in general, you know, I'm like explaining most conservatives don't know about this. Like Dan Bongino didn't know about this in 2019. Tim Poole didn't know about this. Stephen Crowder didn't know about this. Charlie Kirk didn't know about this. Nobody knew about this because their shows are responding to politicians. You understand? They run circles around Paul. Did Trump do it? Then I like it. Did Trump not do it? Did the left say this? Did Alvin Bragg do this? They're like professional TMZ like activists. And that's why, you know, the reason I pointed out with Dan, I was making fun of his, um, you know, podcast headlines is not because the left isn't horrible. I think the left is horrible. It's just like when you play this game of left versus right, you become the left. Like you call the left. Oh, I hate the media because they're professional activists and they're not real journalists. It's true. Left wing media people are insane. Rachel Maddow is a psychopath. Joy Reid is stupid and insane. But Dan Bongino is the right wing Joy Reid at this point. It's like he doesn't actually give Trump interviews. He's a professional activist in the same way they're a professional activist. In fact, you could make the point that Dan Bongino sucks up to Trump more than left-wing media sucks up to Biden. And they do suck up to Biden. I'm just saying he's just as bad as them. And that's why his, I'm not trying to be rude, but it's like his checkers, like low IQ logic of like, I should get the vaccine because it's China versus America. He's wrong about a lot of stuff. And when you're wrong about a lot of stuff, you make bad decisions because you're like, oh, well, the, the, the vaccine came from America. Like if your logic is so dumb that you're saying I'm going to inject myself with synthetic mRNA because the synthetic mRNA came from America, but I think the virus came from China and I trust my country more than China. Like that's a terrible decision. And the reason I'm calling this out is because people watch us. People watch me. People watch Dan. People watch Tim Pool. People watch Ben Shapiro, who was crying about Louis Farrakhan saying not to get the vaccine. And Ben Shapiro was telling black people to go get the vaccine. But in general, it's like people watch this and get influenced by it. So all I'm saying is not to believe me or act like I'm your doctor. But, you know, I want to compete with ideas because for too long, the right wing gatekeeper echo chamber has no competition and they're total hypocrites and they always make bad decisions. And they're always like five years behind on stuff. And the reason is, and I'm just trying to give people the overarching reason, it's not because I'm so special and dance so bad. I think he's probably a nice guy. I'm just saying when you follow politicians in circles, you're going to get tricked. You know what I'm saying? You're not looking at the core of what's going on. 
I was explaining the other day on my Instagram live. It's like when you play basketball, I, I'm, I'm an athlete. I like to play sports. You're supposed to watch the ball on defense because wherever the ball's going is where the player's going, whether they dribble or shoot or pass. But if you watch their heads and their hands, you get head faked, right? They go, and then you run and then they cross you over and score a layup. So you're supposed to keep your eyes on the prize. Uh, it's the same with politics. If you keep, if Trump passes an executive order for Bill Gates or Trump does this and signs off $18 billion to Big Pharma, or it's something's coming or they're trying to make it mandatory in New New Jersey and in California something's around the corner but most people don't really figure that stuff out cuz they're they're always just looking at Trump and being like what does he think what is he doing then that's what I do and I want to show you a perfect example real quick because this is um I mean I might play the I'll play it later uh the, the first clip again but here's him and, and I'm going to let this play for like 3 minutes by the way so you could hear the whole thing Here's Dan Bongino interviewing Trump, and he's egging Trump on to take more credit for the vaccine. And then Trump is just bragging like the whole time about how he did it. He's the one who rushed it. And I want to explain to people this, too. The FDA is already compromised. The FDA loves the pharmaceutical industry. In fact, the FDA is essentially the pharmaceutical industry. So in no way, shape, or especially when Trump put Scott Gottlieb at the head of FDA, he put a pharmaceutical guy at the head of FDA. So like this idea that FDA doesn't want a vaccine to come out is a total fake controlled opposition talking point that Trump is saying that people are falling for. He's like, oh, he strong armed the FDA. And it's like, that's not a good thing. That's not that's not impressive. It means that Trump took an already compromised FDA, made it even more compromised and put pharmaceutical lobbyists at the head of HHS and an FDA to push them even further than they'd normally push. And he ignores all the safeguards and usual usual time frames that they have, which are for safety reasons. You don't want to rush an mRNA vaccine in seven months. You want it to take five or 12 years because in five or 12 years, they'll probably we figure out all the stuff that you guys figured out after Dan Bongino got it and regretted it. So it's like he's gaslight. And it's so crazy because Trump has such mind control over the Republican Party that he says that stuff. And even people like Dan Bongino, I'm going to explain this to you. I know Dan Bongino fought against the mandates, which is very heroic. He, he admitted this and I'm going to play the clip again. Maybe I'll play it first and then I'll play the Trump thing. He regrets taking the vaccine. He regrets it. He doesn't want that product in him, but it's too late. He's probably having problems with it if he regrets it or he's afraid of having problems. And then he even played Tucker Carlson's clip where Tucker Carlson talks about some alleged problems that could possibly happen. So it's like he doesn't outside of the mandates. That's one topic that Dan's right about outside of them. Dan doesn't think this product is good. Yet when he talks to Trump, he's like a giddy kid in a candy store. Why don't you tell Trump it's the biggest mistake you've ever made in your life? Instead, he gaslights and pushes Trump into bragging about it. And Trump's like saying it's his vaccine. And Dan says nothing like I don't care how tough you are, how cool you are. Like, it's amazing. Dan's career. And I think he's a tough guy. But like it, you don't even you, you don't even do interviews anymore. Like it, it makes no logical sense that he would think it's a horrible product. Yet when Trump's there, he's like, take more credit for it. It's yours. And Trump's like, yeah, it's mine. And he's like, that's so great. He's like a bobblehead. It's embarrassing. Like, I, this is why I don't listen to these people because they have no journalistic integrity. And apparently they have zero honor. It's it's insane. I'm going to play the first clip. Then I'm going to play the three minute Trump interview. Biggest mistake of my life. Biggest mistake of my life. Biggest mistake of my life. Yeah, yeah, we do. I think you need those billboards across America. Miss me yet? With a sign of you with yeah. thumbs up. I mean, look uh, at this hapless uh, guy we have in the White House now. He's trying to yeah. take credit 
for all of your stuff too, the vaccine. But I'll get to that in a few minutes. I actually got a text about that today from uh, John Sununu. He's like, listen, don't let Joe Biden, when you're in your appearances, get away with taking credit for President Trump's work on the vaccine. Uh, He sent that to me in a text. I promised I'd bring it up in the show. He is. Biggest mistake of my life. I just should have waited. I thought to myself at the time, I even told Guy, I said, you know, there's no doubt I feel like this was created and that this virus in a lab in Wuhan, China. I have little doubt about that. And I figured, you know, I'd rather take my chances with something we created than something they created. Remember when I told you that, Guy? He's like, listen, don't let Joe Biden, when you're in your appearances, get away with taking credit for President Trump's work on the vaccine. Biggest mistake of my life. Biggest mistake of my life. Biggest mistake of my life. It's really most troubling minute 20 seconds I've had to listen to in a long time because I'm scared of what's coming. I had it a little while ago and I'm afraid it's the repercussions of this for a lot of people have not been felt here. Check this out. To neurodegenerative. So he, I'm not going to play the Tucker clip because Facebook and YouTube are communist pharmaceutical, uh, you know, jump offs. But in general, Dan went on to play a minute or two minute clip of Tucker Carlson talking about all this data research and all these problems going on, you know, allegedly. Uh, and Dan, like, d- this is the point I'm trying to make. And a lot of people won't get this because they're too like engulfed in politics. Dan wishes he didn't get the vaccine. I'm going to play the clip of Trump next. He says it's the biggest mistake of his life. He doesn't think it's a good product, and he thinks it's causing a lot of problems in people. With that, how can you justify Dan, who is every bit a professional activist and a fake journalist, as all the people he complains about on the left all the time, how can he justify giving an interview like this? And I'm going to play three minutes of it uncut, just so you could see. He looks like a kid in a candy store egging Trump on to take more credit. And remember, guys, listen to this interview. This is not the Fauci vaccine. This is the Trump vaccine. He brags about it. He put in pharmaceutical lobbyists to strong arm the FDA, who's already compromised, to push it out even further. He's taking credit for it. Dan thinks it's a bad product, yet he says nothing. Watch this. Uh, moving on, Mr. President, they, uh, the New York Times had a timeline a while ago about the vaccine. Uh, we're going to throw it up in the video version of the show today. Uh, and it was interesting in the timeline, they indicated the vaccine wouldn't be available till 2033. Um, obviously, right. it's not 2033. <laughs> it's 2021. So what did you do or say to get the government bureaucracy to do something they had never done before, which is produce not only one vaccine, but was it three or four at record yeah. time, I mean, we've never seen what, what, what was it one? I mean, what did you do? Did you get them all and in a room coming, and say, and cures coming by yeah. the way, and cures coming, but uh, right. more coming. Uh, the FDA is a very bureaucratic group of people and they don't like me very much because I push them like nobody's ever pushed them before. And if I were president, you wouldn't have a vaccine for anywhere from three to five years. And Fauci felt that would, it would take three to five years, by the way. Uh, You wouldn't have a vaccine for three to five years. You probably would have never had a vaccine. I push them like they've never been pushed before. And they are not exactly big fans of mine because they didn't like being pushed that way. But they moved and we got it done in less than nine months. And it was going to take at a minimum three or four years or five years or more. You know, it takes 10 years, 12 years for them to get things done. And you would have had another Spanish flu. You know, the Spanish flu killed perhaps as many as 100 million people. 
Well, this is something that is so contagious, as you see, and it gets, you know, it's thank God we have the vaccine because worldwide we saved tens of millions of lives, saved tens of millions of lives. And in our country, you know, in a, in a sense, in a true sense, we saved our country with that vaccine. But I got it done, and I will tell you, nobody else could have done it. Nobody else would have pushed them like I did. And then when it came out, uh, they, came, they, they waited a little bit. When it came out, it was terrible, because what they did is they waited till two days after the election. And they didn't want to give me the credit for it, because that might have been good for the election. Because and I understand it. But everybody knew it was coming out anyway, because I would say you knew a, a month before, maybe even more than that. But Pfizer also, you know, Pfizer is the fair head company with uh, the FDA. And then they do the thing with uh, Johnson and Johnson where they pause it. You know, they use the word pause. It was a terrible thing that they did with Johnson and Johnson. They paused it. And did they do that because they like Pfizer or they like Moderna? You know, they, this is a very unusual group of people over there. But I pushed them to a level. And frankly, somebody said, oh, that might have made a difference. They said, no, I won the election anyway. I ran two elections. I won them both as far as I'm concerned. And we'll see about a third. We'll see soon. You'll be one of the first to know. But I, I will say this, that um, you. you would never, ever have had a vaccine in nine months if I weren't president. That I can tell you, and I think you know that. Uh, one thing I will say that I, I believe that if the vaccine came out before the election, the press would have made a very small deal out of it. Well, no big deal. No big deal. Uh, when it came out two days after the election, the press made it like the biggest story ever, which it really is the biggest story ever. But if it came out before the election, the fake news media would have made it like a, a whole hum story. You wouldn't have even read about it. You're, so it sadly, you're probably right. It's interesting, too. I just read a story, I believe, in Real Clear Politics that Biden and Harris uh, aren't even attending. Biggest mistake of my life. Biggest mistake of my life. Biggest mistake of my life. I just should have waited. I thought to myself at the time, I even told Guy, I said, you know, there's no doubt I feel like this was created in a, this virus in a lab in Wuhan, China. I have little doubt about that. And I figured, you know, I'd rather take my chances with something we created than something they created. It's really most troubling minute 20 seconds I've had to listen to in a long time because I'm scared of what's coming. I had it a little while ago and I'm afraid it's the repercussions of this for a lot of people have not been felt here. Check this out. To neurodegenerative. Zero journalistic pushback. Zero. Keep in mind, Dan doesn't think it's a good product. Trump. He's so he's such an evil, diabolical person that he's actually tricking Republicans in the most diabolical demonic way he's convincing you that the fda didn't want the covid vaccine out really quickly like oh the fda i, I strong arm them so that would be like saying that you think that you know boeing doesn't want the your military industrial complex to buy their products or you know the secretary of state doesn't want like weapon manufacturers like it, it, it's that level of gaslighting that's insane the fda trump put scott gottlieb at the head of the fda when he got into office and you can find articles that say big pharma breathes a sigh of relief. You know why? Cause he's a big pharma guy. Trump put that industry in charge of these agencies more than anyone ever has. And they've always been in charge of these agencies, but Trump laced them even harder than everyone already laces them. And then he tricks his audience into thinking like, Oh, I pushed the FDA to get this vaccine out really fast. That means you're a demon then that's horrible because if it would have taken five years, 
by that time, nobody would have even wanted it because life would have been normal again. Like nothing about that is good. Yet Dan gives him no journalistic pushback. He says he did the vaccine. He rushed it. He's the reason it's there. And all the Republicans just sit there with their tongue out like they're dogs. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, and then what do they do to you? They scream and they curse on their shows like psychos and say the left, the left, the left. And they curse and they scream and they curse. And they say that the left doesn't do real journalism and the left are professional activists and the left wing media covers up for Biden. And they do the same exact thing for the Uniparty and for Trump. So there's a few concepts before I play this next clip that I want to go over. One, it's factual at this point that Dan Bongino says getting the vaccine is the biggest mistake of his life. Something's probably going on, right? He says that he got it because he thought an American-made product would, would be better than a Chinese virus, which if, if anybody's intelligent and has studied the pharmaceutical industry, like that's like so such an embarrassing level of logic. Like, thank God I don't listen to him because like if Dan listened to my show, he would have probably not got the product because he would have educated himself on topics outside of like Trump slobber. And then he would have made an informed decision because making an, a decision like I think the American things better than the Chinese thing is like very low level stuff. Um, and anybody that listened to his level of thinking, I'm sure he's influenced people too. the American things better than the Chinese thing. You know, Trump's in charge of it. It, it is American. But we'll fight the China virus. Like these are all like false paradigms. It's like, OK, you want to talk about the China lab? You mean the one that America was funding and working with? Like anyway, then it's like you have this three minute rant where he goes on and says, I rushed it. I pushed it. He like it's undebatable that Trump wants credit for it. And even in the clips I played earlier. Dan says, isn't it bad that Biden's trying to take credit for your vaccine for the one you pushed? But then yet when they talk about the vaccine in a negative light, which they always do, because like no conservative influencer at this point really thinks it's a good product. Then they all call it the Fauci vaccine. And do you get do you get the level of gaslighting that these people think you're stupid or something or they're stupid and they're entertaining other stupid people? I can't tell what it is because it's like, does anybody respect themselves anymore? Like he's on in front of Trump and Trump's like, I did it. I rushed it. It was me. It wasn't Fauci. It wasn't the FDA. It was me. It's my vaccine. I did it. I pushed it. I'm the one. I did it. They should have never canceled the J&J. &J. I did it. And then everyone's like, you did it. You're the man. You should take more credit. How dare Biden take your credit? And then when Trump's off air, they're totally different people. And they're like, the Fauci vaccine so corrupt. Pharmaceutical companies. I mean, this product sucks. Then say it to his face. Why won't they say it to his face? The Republican Party is just as fake as the Democratic Party. And this goes full circle to why he mentioned me on his podcast. He thought I was a liberal, which I'm not. I'm probably more principled in my values than him and Trump combined, although I know that they think these things. But somehow when Trump doesn't do it, they won't talk about it. So what's the point? He infringes on the Second Amendment. Whoops. He infringed on the First Amendment. Whoops. He printed more money than Obama. Whoops. He's a pharmaceutical scammer doing $18 billion socialist deals for big pharma. Whoops. And then he goes on your show and gaslights you into thinking that strong arming the already pharmaceutically compromised FDA is like a good thing. Whoops. You know, it's all it's all like a theater. But anyway, um, when it comes to like blaming the left all the time, the left is horrible. Biden sucks. The Democratic Party is insane. They're being weird to your kids in school. I agree with everything they're saying. But the funniest part is like when it actually comes time to like, all right, let's hold our party accountable. They never want to do it. So it's like you're basically just gatekeepers for the slippery slope. I'm going to play another full clip. I'll give you two minutes of, of Dan's show because it only takes me listening to his show for three minutes to find these gaping inconsistencies in everything that he says, which is why I never listen to him.
which is why I was joking about it in the first place. I don't think he's a horrible guy or anything, but it's like, you know, everybody wants to be intellectually challenged and battle the left. Let's have an intellectually stimulating conversation so we don't make these same mistakes on loop because he's complaining about inflation in this clip. It was like one of his newer clips. And he's like, listen, Democrats and Republicans print too much money. To be honest, I agree with everything that Dan says in this clip. He says it's scammy, scummy Democrats and scammy, scummy Republicans, and they just keep printing money. And when you print money, inflation happens. There's no way around it. It's basic math and economics. You can't just print money and hand out money and expect not to pay for it. Like Dan is 100% right in this clip I'm about to, to, to play. But the thing is, when he has Donald Trump on, the head of the Republican Party from 2016 to 2020, who printed more money than Obama, he doesn't say anything. So his logic is like all the Republicans are scamming us except for Trump. You know, the, the vaccine sucks, but Trump, you should take more credit for it. It's the worst decision of my life, but I'm so glad that you did. It's like, dude, these people are so fake. They're like Trump lapdogs. It's so pathetic. They look like a kid in a candy store. It's like, it's the worst decision of your life, but you won't talk about it. You, you, you know, basic economics, but you throw them out the window when it comes to Trump. This is why nothing's going to get done in this party. And it's the same thing as the NFL. I bet you 30% of the NFL are registered Republicans, but only two of them stood up. And I don't even know that Cole Beasley or Aaron Rodgers is a Republican. They're just men who knew wrong was wrong and right was right. And that's why the Republican party makes a fortune off the left, the left, the left. They're right that the left is the problem. But what they're not telling you is it's not 50% versus 50%. It's 1% of strong men who actually believe what they say. And 99% of men who are just running in circles and playing like, you know, dress up with Donald Trump and stuff. It's like so fake. Uh, here's the clip. I agree with everything he says, but he'll never admit and he'll never confront Trump about it. So it doesn't matter what he's saying, because when Trump gets in and prints money like he always did, these people won't say anything. They'll just cover it up and make excuses for it or pretend like they like the product that they don't like with the vaccine. And you will continue their hands in the till, print a bunch of money because they're both folks. We're in a real, real bad spiral now. And I warned you about this a long time ago. Horrible, disgusting, gross Democrats and swampy Republicans both got their hands in the till, print a bunch of money because they're ballless, nutless losers who don't want to make hard decisions because they're not leaders. They're chumps, cowards, and they're pigs at the trough. They can't stop spending. And you will continue to get effed. The beatings will continue until morale improves. This is, listen to me, mark my words on this. This crisis is not going to stop. You can print money or control prices. You can continue to print money and just spend them whatever you want like we're doing now, or you can get prices under control. You can't print money and control price. You can't. You can't. You all enjoying this out there? Keep voting for swampy Republicans and shitbag Democrats. And this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Inflation's called the silent tax because that's what it is. You have you have a, you have a couple of choices here. The economic segments. If you if you hate them, just tell me in the chat you hate them. Here's the deal. We are spending money we don't have. Well, if we don't have it, where are we getting it? We're printing it. If we're printing it, where's it coming from? You in the form of inflation as money floods the economy. Either way, brother, you pay. I love you all out there. You 41,000 people five minutes in are the smart ones. To the dumb mother effers out there who can't do basic math, you can continue to spend us 34, 35, 40 trillion in debt. You are going to freaking pay. There is no mathematical circumstance whatsoever 
where bullshit fuckwad Democrats and swampy Republicans spending us into the abyss, there is no scenario by which you don't pay for it. None. None. There is zero scenario. You will pay in taxes or inflation. That's it. I 100% agree with literally everything you said there. He's 100% right. Nothing to disagree with. But here's the difference. There's only two people that said what he's saying on the campaign trail. And I'm not asking you to vote for them. It's it's too late. Trump's going to win. Thomas Massey, who Trump tried to kick out of the Republican Party, the only real conservative in the whole Congress. And Ron DeSantis talked about how Trump printed too much money during COVID, which is a factual statement. Just like Dan saying, you can't just print money and expect not to pay for it. It's not how economics works. Everyone knows that. But Dan says all the right things. But then when he interviews Trump, he doesn't say anything to Trump. Like Trump is like a God to him where it's like, I don't like this pharmaceutical product, but because I like you more than I like myself or God or my country or anything, I'm going to pretend like it's a really good thing that you did it, even though I think the product's not good and I, I regret taking it. But I won't tell you that. So then what's the point of even listening to you? You don't even believe what you say. You're 100% right about economics and you say that it's Democrats and Republicans, but the main Republican who was in charge of the pen, who printed more money than Obama, who helped cause this inflation, you'll never admit. You'll just say Biden, 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 left, 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 swampy Republicans, but you won't include the leader of the swampy Republicans that doesn't even regret it. If you listen to DeSantis on the campaign trail and Thomas Massey on the campaign trail, you don't have to believe them because they're politicians, but they talked about this. Trump never talked about it. He doesn't regret doing Operation Warp Speed. He doesn't regret hiring pharmaceutical lobbyists. He doesn't regret printing more money than Obama. Why would he? When he has a bunch of sycophant, lapdog activists licking the dirt off his shoes, he has no reason to care about that because Trump could win an election by 40 points no matter what he does. So he, he has no incentive to stop doing it because everybody acts like it never happens and they cover it up the same way the left covers up stuff for Biden. Uh, and that's the point of this story. I don't mind that he mentioned me. I really don't care. Um, you know, nothing was uncalled for or anything, but I'm not left wing. I'm more principled than him and Trump combined. And this is my point. Until people actually mean what they say, nothing's going to change. Um, you know, and if everybody wants to do the same thing that left wing media does with Trump, then they're basically incentivizing their own demise. And one thing I noticed, like with somebody on tw on Twitter, I'm sorry, I always reference Twitter, guys. It's, I know it's annoying, but like it's just my way of kind of like surveying what's going on out there. Besides, I talk to people in real life and stuff, too, and on Facebook, but whatever. Um, this guy was saying to me, like when I was talking about stuff, he said, you know, you might be right. You might be right with what you're talking about. But if you're right, we're screwed. And this is these are the same people that always say I'm so pessimistic when I'm not. They have this like spiraling, self-deluding, like manifesting thing where it's like, you might be right, but if you're right, we're done. Like, why are we done if I'm right? Like, why can't everyone just tell the truth? It's like, I'm going to lie to myself and play make-believe for eight years. And as soon as that make-believe story in your head doesn't work and you realize it's not true, then everybody spirals and they turn into like pessimists and like, we're dead, we're dead, we're done, we're done, we're done. Like, we're not done. You know, it's like you're ruining stuff. And then when it's ruined, you're like, oh, we have no chance. It's like you don't have to play along. You don't have to be this fake. You don't have to lie to yourself. It's not those aren't the two options. It's not lie to yourself about Trump and the Republican Party and just play dress up, you know, cosplay like fantasy Q, QAnon. And then if it doesn't work, then we're done. Like that's such a cowardly like mindset, you know, like it's not done. All you have to do is just 
say what you believe to Trump and use your leverage. Like if Dan Bongino, Steven Crowder, Charlie Kirk, and everybody use their leverage to, to, to tell Trump, you know, we're not going to support you if you print trillions of dollars. You know, Operation Warp Speed wasn't a good thing. The mandates were bad, but do you realize that Bextra was never mandated, yet they filed a massive criminal or, or, or they did a massive uh, criminal settlement with the Justice Department? Like this is the Overton window, Trump, Biden, left, right, paradigm, Trump slop narrative that people can't figure out. They think just because he didn't mandate it, that there was no corruption done. Like he didn't mandate it. So it's totally okay to do socialism and communism and just throw money at a corrupt industry and hire a bunch of swampers. That's okay. Cause it wasn't mandated. Like mandates are not the only thing bad in the pharmaceutical industry. It's just, it's like an extra level of insanity, but you know, it's not a, the liability shields. Like there's, there's a lot to uncover, but we're never going to uncover it because everybody just, uh, they just play catch up with politicians. Someone said the Overton window explain. Absolutely. So the Overton window, I, I don't know the official definition of it, but I think about it as the arena of acceptable thought, right? I would say 15 years ago, gay marriage was not cool. That's the Overton window. Like in California, gay marriage got voted down in 2008. You understand? So when Obama got into office, the Overton window said, America is a Christian nation. Marriage is between a man and a woman. And, you know, that's like publicly unacceptable, although a lot of people honestly didn't care. It's just like, they're like, I don't care what you do in your private life, but a marriage is between a man and a woman. Now, the Overton window is the left wing are transitioning your children. Donald Trump is waving a gay flag and he hires homosexuals to do foreign policy who complain about anybody who disagrees with them and calls them homophobes. Like that's the Overton window. When Obama ran, you couldn't win as a gay person, let alone push gay marriage in America. Now, you know, the country's run by like transgendered, like military people like Rachel Levine. I'm just, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying that's the Overton window, whether you're like pro LGBT marriage or anti LGBT marriage, or you don't care. That's what the Overton window means. And that's why the media and the elites and the establishment win, even when you win is because they're moving what's acceptable. And the reason that nothing ever changes is because most people just play like patty cake with Trump and, and they don't like think this way. So there's way smarter people out there shifting the culture of society. And all you can do is really become Democrats from five, six, seven, eight, nine years ago. When it comes to the Overton window of the pharmaceutical industry, you know, back in the day, I mean, I don't know exactly how it was, but if you look up the word pharmaceutical, it, it's like a synonym of like witchcraft. You know, it's like a if you look up MAGA and translate MAGA on M-A-G-A on Google Translate, I don't know if it's Latin or Hungarian or both, it translates to witch. And one of the synonyms is like pharmaceutria or, you know, like these are old witchcraft terms. Like pharmaceuticals were not for a large portion of history, like Christians and religious people and godly people, they didn't look at the word pharmaceutical as a good thing. They looked at it as like witchcraft, right? I'm not saying there's no good medicine. Obviously, there's some good medicine, but yeah, it's like sorcery. So now the Overton window of pharmaceuticals or pharmaceutria or whatever the original term was, it goes from being witchcraft to like normal to everywhere to in all your children to like 15 of them in your kids before they're born. And you don't even think twice about it. And then you chop part of their dick off and people tell you it's for cleanliness, but you're just mutilating your kid without even like doing 10 minutes of research on it, you know, and then you expect a good society. America is failing because it's not the most moral country anymore. At a certain point, we were moral. 
You know, we were a moral country. I would say we were one of the most righteous countries. And when we were, God blessed America. God's not blessing America because we're like a demonic, evil country and we're exporting our degeneracy and filth all over the world. And God forbid a country tries to reject it. We go in and try to make them evil. Like, that's the truth. Like, until you fix America, we're not going to win. Like, it's, it's, I mean, our currency is good, but, you know, people don't think about this stuff. So that's the Overton window. Once Reagan signed the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, now the Overton window is they don't have uh, liability for side effects, injuries, and deaths. And the only money you could possibly access is like a government, uh, you know, like little like fund they have for you, but you're not going to, you can't sue the pharmaceutical industry. So that's the Overton window. So now because of Trump and Biden and Operation Warp Speed, the Overton window has shifted to liberals are wearing masks, coughing on themselves in their house, like Howard Stern, trying to figure out how they got sick because they injected themselves with like five shots. And then Republicans are making excuses for Operation Warp Speed, pretending like it's an okay thing. Even though Dan Bongino says it's the worst mistake of his life, he still laps up Trump like a dog and says like, yeah, yeah, you should take credit for it. And it's like, why should he take credit for it? It's an $18 billion socialist scheme. Nothing about Operation Warp Speed is capitalist. Moderna, part owned by, uh, you know, the government. They own part of the Moderna stuff. They're suing Pfizer. You know, they got doses. How did Pfizer, who bought their doses? The government. Who funded $18 billion to the the pharmaceutical industry? It's, uh, you know, that was social. That was, that was, you didn't ask for that to happen. They just did it. So you understand that's the Overton window of the pharmaceutical industry. And that's what Overton window means. People in the comments saying I have TDS, this is what I'm talking about. This is why Dan Bongino got vaccinated and regrets it. And I didn't, I don't make my decisions. My Trump is not my universe. He's not my God. He's not my spirit guide. Uh, I'm not stupid. So I do my own research. I understand stuff and I make my decisions based on reality, not based on what Trump does or doesn't do. People that claim that I have TDS they have TDS, but just like liberals hate Trump so much, they can't think straight and they're wearing five masks. You obsess over him so much that you literally have no middle ground or no median because you're just revolving your life around Trump. And that's how you end up regretting injecting yourself because you thought you were beating China with the American product, which doesn't make any sense to anybody who studied pharmaceuticals, but he doesn't study pharmaceuticals. He literally just revolves around Trump. But that's like what you get. You want to be you know, Trump's little lapdog, then you, you know, regret things and inject yourself with stuff that are probably affecting you. And, you know, you get the money and you get the opportunities and you get to sit at Mar-a-Lago and you get to sit there injected with an MRNA product that you don't even want in your body that you say is the biggest mistake of your life. And you stare at the guy who calls himself the father of the vaccine and you tell him to take more credit for it. And then you go home to your podcast and then you say that it's the Fauci vaccine and you don't like it and it's a bad product. And then when you're in front of the father of the vaccine again, you sit there like a kid in a candy store and you just have to suck it down, you know? And I, it's the same thing with like, uh, you know, the NFL. Most of the people in the NFL could probably beat my ass. I'm 6'3". I'm not a small guy, but you're talking about like the strongest people and like I'm not going to win a fight with an offensive lineman. I'm pretty self-aware. With that being said, uh, you understand like, even though they could beat my ass, which is just like physically true, these are like the you know strongest physical specimen in the country. It doesn't mean they're true strong men. Like if if ninety nine percent of the NFL couldn't speak out against what the NFL was doing with the vaccine tyranny, then they're not stronger than me. Maybe physically, but not mentally or spiritually. So I consider them cowards. I don't care. How, I don't care if you're ten foot tall. It's like if you're ten foot tall and you work for the government and pharmaceutical industry against the people, you know, you're just another fraud. 
Uh, so it's like, I don't, you know, I don't really care anymore. Like, are, are, you know, is Dan a, a cool guy because he was secret service? Absolutely. You know, and I think that's an amazing job and I think he's brave and I appreciate people like him. And I would want somebody like Dan to be my secret service. I think he's a, you know, I'm sure he's great at that job and it's a very heroic and brave job, but you know, that doesn't mean giving Trump softball interviews and, and, and being a hypocrite on all these topics is, is like a virtuous thing. It's the same thing as the NFL. They're all strong guys, but only less than 1% of them spoke out about this stuff. And that's the Republican Party. And this is why I say these things. Because if you follow most Republicans, it's left, 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 TDS, blah, 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 DeSantis wears boots. You're caught in this goofy loop. Like they're literally making you stupider. Like as the world around you is moving, like you're getting dumber and dumber and dumber. And the truth is, there's other things to talk about and think about than the loop that they have you caught on you know everything is not a reaction or what the left does it's like if if you're not willing to call out your own guy you are the left like you are that you don't you don't have actual morals like i i always say this but it's like the easiest way to explain and i'm, I'm sorry i don't mean to be like a repetitive but some not everybody sees all my streams so i i think maybe some people it's the first time if hillary clinton was president right Outside of the mandate, say say the vaccine was never mandated or it was mandated and someone else did it. And I said, Hillary Clinton is corrupt for Operation Warp Speed. She hired pharmaceutical lobbyists. She laced her cabinet with pharma shills. She declared the emergency with the pharma executive that she hired. She gave $18 billion to the pharmaceutical industry. This is one of the most corrupt pharmaceutical schemes in modern history, right? Outside of the mandates. If I said this to Hillary Clinton, Dan, Dan Bongino would agree with me. Stephen Crowder would agree with me. Tim Poole would agree with me. Charlie Kirk would agree with everyone would agree with me. They would have the same exact views that I have. This is socialism. You, you know, this is not capitalism. Capitalism is creating a product so great everyone wants to get it. Socialism is when the government funds it, owns it, buys it, rushes it, and then brags about it with pharmaceutical lobbyists after they took pharmaceutical lobbying money. It's not rocket science, folks. Everyone would agree with me. But this just proves that nothing these people say matters because if you only care about socialism, and pharmaceutical corruption if the left does it, but you don't even care if Trump does it. And if Mitch McConnell did this and Trump wasn't there, or Paul Ryan was the president, or John McCain was the president, all these people would be agreeing with me. Trump's the only one that could make them say and do things that they don't actually believe. So I don't care who agrees with me. I'm righteous. I'm right. You know, I'm not trying to impress wicked people or deceiving people. I'm trying to impress God and I'm trying to impress honest, authentic people. It might be unpopular. I don't care. I don't fear what the stupid, dumbed down, demonic masses think. I fear when I make mistakes that are non-righteous. So I don't care what people think, but it's the truth. Like, I don't, I don't care if 95% of the Republican Party disagrees with me. What I just said is true. If I could explain Operation Warp Speed systemically outside of the mandates and convince them that it was Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton or anyone else but Trump did it, they'd all have the same exact opinion as me. That's a fact. I could prove that. But they don't only because they like Trump. So they try to figure out how to make excuses for it. And their excuses don't make sense. Like it, what I just said in this live stream, even conversing with these people or trying to like stoop to their level is like me going to like, a, you know, a kindergarten and dunking on a Fisher Price net and being like, take that like little like like these people aren't even in my league. And I, I'm not like that pumped about it because either they're really, really stupid, which I'm not sure if they are, or they're just covering it up like and. In the NFL, why did 99.9% .9 of players say nothing about 
the pharmaceutical tyranny that was happening. Why? Do you think they didn't care? No. Money. It's that easy to control people. Apparently, it's that easy to control people. All you need, hey, do you want $100 million? Shut the hell up. Do you want a million dollars? Shut the hell up. Do you want to be on the team? Shut the hell up. There's over 1,500 people in the NFL, and I can only name two. That's less than 1%. I can, a lot less. I can only name two players that spoke out against the evil, horrific insan insanity that the NFL was doing to players with the pharmaceutical industry. Two, Cole Beasley and Aaron Rodgers. That's the only two I could think of. Why? It's that easy to control strong men. This country is filled with cowards. And it's the same thing with the left. Like you think these people on television believe themselves. Some of them do, but some of them don't give a shit. Just like when you go to work and you make money and you do whatever you're told to make money, they're doing whatever they're told to make money. It's the same concept, you know? I'm not trying to like bash people. I'm just saying. And then in the conservative movement, people will be like, do you think it's possible? Either they're the dumbest people and the fakest people in the world, or they're doing exactly what the left does. They're doing it for money. And Trump is exactly the same. It's like he said he'd never take their money. He took hundreds of millions of dollars from corporations. And the reason he probably hired pharmaceutical lobbyists is because he did backdoor deals with the pharmaceutical industry. Pfizer gave him a million bucks and he put a bunch of pharma bros at the FDA and HHS. And then he plays this stupid circus game that people believe like, oh, they really hate me. Oh, the Pfizer. And it's like, how do they hate you? You took a million dollars, you laced the FDA and they made record profits. Like no one, none of them are like, he has to like, Make this little fake scheme that everybody falls for. It's so dumb. Uh, Borp said with a super chat, TDS is a two-way street. If you can't think outside the right-wing paradigm and just follow marching orders, you also have TDS a, a, a thousand percent. Um, and the point of this video too is like, as far as personally, I'm not offended. I don't think Dan's a bad person. Like I said, I think his work for the American government is heroic. I think Secret Service is one of the bravest and coolest jobs in the country. Um, but ideologically, the Republican Party is going so far towards insane. And I'm wondering if it's the same thing as the NFL. You think that Novak Djokovic was the only, and I know that Dan fought against the mandates, and I think that that was brave of him, and I appreciate that. But it's like if you have Trump there for two hours and you think his product sucks, why, why do you want him to take more credit for it? And why do you say nothing about it? Like that's like, you know. I don't want to lose the Mar-a-Lago seat. I don't want to lose Trump's favor. It's the same thing the left does. I don't want to offend that person because then I could get power. These people are the same. That's why they're so mad at the left all the time because they're mad at themselves internally because they are the left. They're right-wing versions of the left. They do the same things, the same hypocrite, the same double standards, the same cover-ups, the same, I don't want to you know, rock the boat. So it's like, it's it's all a joke. And then they, they convince you that it's like all China, which is hilarious. I'm not making excuses for China. They have a lot of money, a lot of power. They're an adversary of America. But I'm watching like J.D. Vance on Twitter, who is considered one of the more ethical Republicans. And he's like, Nikki Haley's trying to make money for China with the weapons. You're going to sit and pretend like Nikki Haley's working for China. Nikki Haley's working for a country and it's not America. <laughs> and it starts with an I and ends with everybody knows it. Like she, she says it all the time. It's clear what country she has a huge allegiance to. And you're going to sit and gaslight people and may, oh, oh, only China wants her to do weapons, not Boeing and the American manufacturers. Like these people are such scammers. They're like, oh, I, I took the vaccine because the China virus and the American product. It's like, yeah, that, that'll really beat the deep state injecting yourself with mRNA because the Trumpy pumpy is Amer has an American flag on it. It's like, you know, and, and, and the, the biggest gaslighting point, too, is like when Trump's in front of them, they say, 
you should take credit for the vaccine. It's not Biden. It's not Fauci. It's you. You did it. You're the guy. And Trump goes, I'm the guy. I did it. I rushed them all. It's me. It's not the FDA. It's not Fauci. He doesn't even like give that much credit to the pharmaceutical. He says it's me. And then they all go, yeah, it's you, Trump. You take credit for it. And then when Trump's off their show, they're totally different people. They're like, this product's not what I thought it is. Watch this Tucker Carlson clip pointing out all the problems. I regret it. It's the biggest mistake of my life. All the left, the left. It's like, it's crazy. In tennis too, you think Yokovic was the only person who knew? No, he's the only man. You know what I'm saying? These are all millionaires and tough guys and, and athletes, and only Yokovic can speak up? We live in a world of cowards. Get right with God. Be, get right with yourself. Because you're not going to be popular if you're an honest person. You're just not. Jokovic is not the only tennis player who knew. He's the only tennis player with a soul. Out of how many? Hundreds of pro tennis players? Only one spoke up? I almost want to say F, but I don't want to curse. I've been clean this whole show. But these other people are cowards. The NFL, 1,500 people. Only two spoke up. Basketball, Kyrie Irving, Andrew Wiggins a little bit, Bradley Beal. You didn't hear that much from anyone else. They're all cowards. I don't care. I don't care how strong they are. I don't care how tough they are. I don't care how big they are. It's just the truth. You know, 99% of people fall in line. 1% of people speak out. And I know Dan spoke out about, about the mandates, and he did a lot more than Trump did to speak out against those. But at the same time, it's like if you think the product's not good, tell the guy who considers himself the father of it. If you gaslight the guy who considers himself the father of the vaccine into thinking that it's so great that he pushed it when you actually don't think so, you're just as bad as a liberal. In some cases worse because you're like controlled opposition pushing the Overton window further towards hell. I consider Trump an evil person and I don't care how many people, like the fact that he says he strong-armed the FDA to rush this out quickly, He's a demon. He's a horrible person. And you can't follow horrible people and get good results. So the people that are spiraling in my comments and say, oh, if he's not the real deal, I think you're right. I think you're right. But if he's not the real deal, we're screwed. You're already screwed. You're turning your back on reality and you're becoming an evil person by following an evil person and making excuses for things you don't even agree with. You know, it's like this whole movement's wicked. They think just because they put on a red hat or they put an elephant on their pin or they yell at liberals on, uh, on Instagram all day that it makes this movement a good movement? No, this country has turned extremely wicked. Our foreign policy is disastrous. We just run around the world and try to like inject sodomy into like Islamic countries and then claim that we're like saving them from freedom or something. It, like we are not going to have success. Like you think Trump's going to get in and do what? He's not going to put Alex Jones as secretary of state. He'll probably put someone like Rick Grinnell that'll run around the world and try to just make Islamic people gay. And then when they get pissed off, he'll scream victim and be like, oh my gosh, they're mad at me. It's like, you're doing something that even Trump supporters don't want you to do. Why would Islamic countries want you to do that? Like build a gay school for them? Well, we're building schools. What kind of schools? Because our schools aren't even schools that our parents want to send people to. So how how could you build schools in Afghanistan when you can't even like 90% of the public schools in America are insane? Like fix our country. If we fix our country, the world will get fixed around us. If we fix our party, then we can start to, you know, make, uh, uh, you know, I would say footing in other stuff. But if we're fighting the left, but our party is just as fake and stupid and corrupt, it doesn't, the election doesn't matter. That's the real stolen election. The real stolen election is 2016. Trump won. 
printed more money than Obama, infringed on the first two amendments, locked the country down, said Sweden should lock down like America, printed $18 billion, and a bunch of your favorite conservative media hosts are acting like it's a great thing because it wasn't a mandate. That's the Overton window. That's why we lose. Thank you guys for watching. God bless you. Share this video if you like it. I'm going to keep it under an hour because I think that's a good mark. I'll be back soon, and, and I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed, long sleeve, God is great.